Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This is the Recapic Podcast. That's exciting. <laughs> I really like that. Bringing it down with the new soundboard. The brand spanking new soundboard. We're fancy. Oh, man. That felt good. The Roadcaster Pro. We are going to get, this is going to get real stupid for people. And I apologize because we're going to probably use the soundboard too much. Um, so I got to figure out how to get back to the other screen now. What other screen? What do you need? I need to switch to the other soundboard. It's, Hold on. It's in there. I think I can do that. Go to that little home button. Go to the home button. Are you in the home button? Hit the home on the far. No, no, warmer, colder, colder, warmer. Yeah, yeah. You're in no, the home button. No, that's just once. Is a little red, little here, red though. with a house. No, that didn't. Nope, do that it did. Either. That did nothing. What does this do? No, nope. that fires it again. No. Nope. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to get back there. I have a whole set of rim shots and wah wah wahs and all kinds of cool shit, and I can't get the screen back to it. All right, so, you guys, let, let's move on. So We have a really good guest that we're completely ignoring because <laughs> oh, no. we're nope, he sitting left. here with a <laughs> boner <laughs> over our, our this new board, which I've had for like a week, which I think I'm supposed to call a doctor if it lasts that long, honestly, because no. it's no. since I got this board. No, you brag. Walking around. You actually do like hanging, a... Hanging hats on it. <laughs> it's crazy. A GoFundMe account. Yep. It's a awesome. A paywall. That's what you do. So we have a, a guest with us that we've, I think we've said this a few times, but legitimately with somebody we kind of figured from the get-go of starting this podcast that we had to get on here. Yeah, how did it take us this a long? A man, a myth, a legend, all of those things. I wish you had that sound thing. I was waiting for the applause. Ah, damn it. All right, I'm going to work. I'm going to let him talk. And I'm going to work on the soundboard, and then we'll, we'll get back to this. Do you need me to, to come this. help you over there? Is this overwhelming? It is a little bit. <laughs> I've never been on the driver's side of this car. That's what she said. Mr. Blaz Teleria Jr. Hey, happy to be here. Hey, hey, hey I love the soundboard. Button. I love I the soundboard. It sounds good. Woo! You, you, uh, and, and you are hanging hats on that bad boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> very excited. Okay, you guys keep going. Uh, I'll be over here playing on my soundboard for a minute, but. Uh, how come it took us this something. long to get you on the podcast? Yeah, I, that's no, what I want to know. No idea, no idea. I, I I've told Trevor Brown, hey, we need to make this happen. Let yeah. me know. Let me know. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> first time, first time first caller. Time, that's right. First, <laughs> long time listener. Long time listener. You guys are great. Big caller. We uh, I Blaz has got so many different aspects of what I wanted to have him on here for because I think that he he does so many different things. But in the midst of you know the the crap we're dealing with right now and and everybody you know hearing negative things negative stories i you know i think it's a breath of fresh air to kind of a guy that's super creative he's got a lot of different avenues that we can he's going to be on here again I i'm mean, a, i'm a jack of all trades master of at like, least one uh, yeah a couple <laughs> master of a couple yeah. but jack and of no zero lack of confidence that's why you fit in so well on this podcast <laughs> I fail forward, bud. I fail forward. <laughs> but we've we've got you. Let's go back a little bit into into what you do. I, you know, you know the direction we want to go with kind of what we're talking about today. I think the the idea of the podcast today is just to kind of talk about some positive things that um, 
that we all do. I want you to take the lead on the fact that you're you're in the process of uh, putting together a book that I think is really really cool. Um, I'll let you go kind of tell the backstory of that of how that happened. But uh, I think we want to talk today just about positive things that we're teaching our kids, that we're taught to us, things that we're passing on, and um, in a time where we're spending. Uh, a lot, if not too much time with our children right now, <laughs> if there's such thing. Uh, no, seriously, getting to spend a lot of time with your children and even getting to a point where you're homeschooling children and doing things that we never thought we'd have it's to do. It's remote learning. It's super, That's super. That's what it is. Let's call it what yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's day drinkers teaching their children. <laughs> it's a lot uh, of learning math. that's very remote. It's, gonna, oh, it's man. very scary. But we, I, I think it's just important to see, uh, you know, kind of go back. Like, we're, we're sitting here with our kids every day now. We all three have kids at different levels in, in age and so we're all seeing it from a little different level but uh it's super important to be teaching these kids what we learned and passing on and we have a huge opportunity because we've got a captive audience right now with our children uh to teach them some of this stuff but tell us a little bit about what you do and what you've been doing and where you're headed oh man i don't even know where to begin uh you know born and raised idaho so i've been here the whole time um, you know, even when it came to college, uh, I went to the Harvard of the West, University of Idaho, proud Idaho Vandal. Oh, There's yeah. no boo button on my yeah, yeah, not, I, You haven't figured it out yet. I figured that part out early. He doesn't have his boo button. But, uh, no, so I'm, I'm an Idaho boy through and through. Um, but like I said, uh, Jack of all trades, I, I bounced all over, uh, growing up, lived in Middleton, Parma, Boise, back and forth a little bit. Um, which I, I, I view as a positive experience. You know, my mom and dad were divorced, but I viewed it as a positive experience, bouncing back and forth from the country, you know, to the mid Middleton is kind of a middle town, you know, as far as, as far as size goes even. So, mm -hmm. you know, so no, I, I started there and then, uh, when it all, when it all shook out, I ended up being a, an English teacher, a firefighter, a basketball coach, but you know, I can go down the line. I, I wrote for, uh, I wrote sports for the, you know, a newspaper up at, in college. I was an appraiser for a hot minute, you know, doing some housing stuff. You've been Basque for a while. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, those, <laughs> those are God's people. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so yeah, no, you know, I, uh, I enjoy what I do, but, uh, you know, I, I bounce pretty quickly one into different things, probably my ADHD, which I, which I have. You I execute think. too, though. That's I, coming off of, uh, another guest we had, that was a big part of it. It was execution and, and how you're executing. Dude, you're the, you're the epitome of that. Like every time I know you're doing it, you're like, ah, I got this idea. And then you just fucking do it. Yeah. You know, well, it's like, <laughs> you know, ideas are great. You know, I've, I've, I've missed on a lot of ideas. There's a gas station that I wanted to open in mountain home. That was, the, you know, <laughs> and they put it right where I wanted it. And you know what? Sure shit. It turned out to be great. <laughs> they put a bagel shop. There was a bagel shop in Eastern voice. I was like, man, if there's only a bagel shop, you know, I've got lots of great ideas. We all have great ideas, but you know, it's the execution side of everything. Yeah, no, you do a good job of it, and I think that's what's been really cool. I like just knowing you as long as I have. It's it's always you're know, like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. You seem to do it at the top level to do that. What is your uh, the the and this one I called you the first thing I thought of when we were trying to do more of an upbeat you know uh, talk today or podcast today to get into the you're writing children's books. Yeah, yeah. So and the idea and how it came about. Well, you know, the very first time it came about, I uh, you know had a, had a kid was driving on a road trip, and I, I teach I teach American literature, um, and so I was like, all right, as a teacher, I'm going to go and get my kid the greatest ten, you know greatest ten kids books there are, and I'm going to go grab them, and I'm going to we're going to road trip, and I'm going to read my kid nothing but the best. 
So um, we're talking, I'm backseat with my kid. He, he doesn't understand what I'm saying, but I'm reading to him none, nonetheless. And, you know, Good Night Moon, first book right yeah. out of the gate, a famous book. I'm like, all right, kid, I'm going to read you this. And that book was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the dumbest book I ever oh, read. Right. You, you wish you had that button ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I'm. Do you need I, me to come look at that? Hold on. No, I got it. Hey, we got some yeah. applause. Where's the wah, 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 wah? Oh, it's gonna be a long one tonight, boys. <laughs> Good man, long one tonight. <laughs> so, so I'm driving. I'm in the back seat. I mean, we're barely out of Boise, headed towards Mountain Home. Uh, I can't even remember where we're driving to, but. Uh, Good night, Moon. Ofer. So I, I was like rolled down the window, and I was like quoting a Mark Twain quote. I was like, you know, life's too short to read bad books, son. And you know, rolled down the window and out the door <laughs> or out the window it went. And so it's it was somewhere off the side of the road. And so as the officer pulled you yeah. over, and cited you two hundred dollars for littering. No, no. Good lesson, uh, Dad. Good bio, life lesson. It was, the, it was biodegradable. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I'm sharing books. Yeah. I'm sharing books yeah, with exactly. people that are you know walking, hitchhiking. <laughs> yeah, they've they've got some time. So about. So about five books in, five books in that I've thrown out the window, <laughs> my uh, my ex-wife, uh, my wife at the time, she put child locks on on the window where I couldn't roll any more windows down, so I had to keep the rest. And uh, she said, well, if the books are so bad, why don't you write one yourself? Uh, so I did. Shots I wrote, fired. Yeah, yeah, call me out Fine. like that. God bless ex-wives yeah. for some of the motivation <laughs> they've given yeah. us all. So uh, I... Uh, <laughs> She called me out on it, and so I wrote a, a book called the, the Greatest ABZ Book Ever Written, and I, I, I titled it. I mean, I, I went straight to the top as the greatest. Boom. Yeah, and uh, well done. A buddy, a buddy illustrated it for me. Guy uh, Jake King, he illustrated it for me, and uh, we we put out like five hundred copies, I think, and we kept about a hundred a piece for each other, and uh, I put the rest out in. You know, Hastings, probably why Hastings went under. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they there's only a handful of them left out there. And it was just a rough sketch of some stuff that we wanted to do. We've always said we wanted to go back and, and redo that. and um, But that got me into kids' books. And then uh, after that, uh, the, the one I'm working on right now, it's totally bomb. I'm pretty stoked about this. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's just about being a dad and, and doing some stuff with your kids. And I'm a single dad now, and I have my boys. And, how, how old are your kids? Um, right now, they are 13, 10, and 10, twins. Oh, so yeah. yeah. I'm in that chapter. Yeah. I got 11, 11 13, and 15. Yeah, so see, we're, yeah, we're in the same window. Brown, you got what? 20 and 16. Yeah. You're a little bit ahead of us. I'm advanced. You're advanced. Yep. Always have been. Yeah. Upper division. Mm-hmm. Good job. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the the kids book it's probably it's probably they're probably past it. But when I started writing it, it was uh, basically uh, I was out camping with my boys and sitting around a campfire, looking at the stars, you know that sort of thing. And you know you, you know how it is when you get away from the city a mm-hmm. little bit and no ambient light or anything like that. You can actually oh, see. I had that experience last summer. Yeah, my kids were like, Dad, we were up in Stanley, Dad. Look at all the stars. What's wrong? I know. <laughs> Why is there that street? That's the Milky Way, yeah. son. That's yeah. the Milky Way. Put That's your arm our around him. galaxy. Yeah. We're about to have a we're about to have a talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we were sitting around the fire, and uh, we started uh, pointing out constellations. You know, that's the bear right there, Ursula. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know the Big Dipper, whatever the hell you want to call it, Ursa Major. Ursa Major. There right, you go. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then uh, next thing you know, I'm just pointing in a general direction. Yeah, you see the the, the eagle over there. You see the, the snake right there. Look, see how that bobs and weaves right through there? And I mean, I'm just pointing, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I started just I just started making a story up and telling them around a campfire, and that's where this story came from. It's, it's about a dad sitting around a fire, and uh, – it's based off of Native American creation stories. It's timeless, yeah, it and, is timeless. And so it's how the how's the world created and the the animals made it. You remember the great like, spirit. So take it. I was born on Indian reservation. Indian, Jesus, I swear it's on my half glass of wine. <laughs> how do this. you do that? I Look don't know. Your, your face is I all actually red. Better. I'm better after three or four bottles. Is I think is what it is. You're like backwards. Like, yeah, I got it. You're like the Benjamin Button of wine drinking. I am. Pool, like an alcoholic darts, version. shuffleboard, and podcast. <laughs> all better. Golf, He's, everything. You should yeah. see all his merit badges. Oh, it's amazing. But I got I to get a few bottles in. Uh, no, but growing up on the Indian reservation and driving around there as a kid with my grandparents, it was, uh, you, you talk about like the stories, right? Like we stopped. So I, I don't know if you guys remember this or if your family did the same thing. We stopped at every goddamn roadside pullout that had some sort of informational thing to read right the his, like history scenic, board the history point, scenic right? pullout scenic pull yeah. Out, right? yeah every one of them i know every one of them between here and northern idaho i can i know every one of them i know every battle that was fought between those i know you know and these are all things that i tried in some ways shape or form to do with my kids and just couldn't you know hold the attention right it's right. hard it's hard to do that now but there's an app but literally, yeah, there's an app for that. But it's just, it's you say that, and the first thing I thought of is there's like a, so when you're going to Lewiston, you're a U of I guy up at Lewiston there, right outside Lewiston on the Clearwater River, there's the the hornet and the, the coyote, uh, the coyote and the, and yeah, the hornet yeah. fight, right? And it's a stone, stone archway, basically. And it's so funny because as a kid, in my mind as a kid, that fucking thing looked exactly, like it might as well have been a, like Mount Rushmore quality sculpture of a coyote and a and a and a hornet fighting right i drove by as an adult all my imagination's gone like i've lost it i'm pessimistic now i don't really you know i'm negative i drive by i'm like that doesn't look like shit but it's well, like lizard it so do you yeah, even have yeah. yeah lizard butte you like, know these are these old these old indian story you know the native american stories of like these these creature you know these you know and, and it's so amazing like when you look at some of the different things and you're like Oh man, when I was a kid though, we stopped every time. Every one of those things, dude. And my grandpa telling us the whole story. And we even had our our like joke that just never got old that I still tell my kids when we go up to the cabin is there's a uh an eddy in the river right there and there's a campground called Three Devils. And when I was a kid, we used to spend a lot of time in the summers in Kamei with our with my me, my brother, and my cousin. Kamei We're all about Cubs. the same age, the Kamei Cubs. <laughs> and we uh, we would we would literally drive up. To, matter of fact, I've probably been with the Kamei kid in, with Kenny Hobart in the car when we did this a couple times. My grandpa would pull over, and he'd literally say, he'd pull every time. Never drive past it. Pull in, he'd go, all right, get out. This is your stop to us, the three devils, you know, because we'd pull over to the three devils campground. <laughs> and he'd every time, and never got old, you know, did it for years. And, you know, we just always laughed. But it was like, there's all those stories, right? And they, you know, you got to hear every story of every campground name, every creek name, you know, being a firefighter, you know, with, like oh, yeah. you were, you, you went back in the mountains and heard all the fight, you know, why this creek is called this or why this, you know, it's, 
It's cool, and that's the thing we don't pass down to the kids yeah. as much anymore, uh, right? No, they, 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 I, don't think, I don't think kids get out enough anymore. I they mean, don't because it's hard to do as parents. Yeah, it, it is. It is hard to it's do. It's hard, and, man. And I think there's so many other avenues for entertainment, so many other avenues. Have you to, seen YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Have you they, seen TikTok? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. It's right. fresh. I can get sucked in. <laughs> I get sucked in. It's fresh. But I didn't mature much past 14, so. That's, <laughs> that's pretty generous, that's, actually. Yeah, that's probably the way it is. But I think that you're hitting that sweet spot, though, with the younger kid, right? The the younger age, to because that's where the parents are still in control of what they're kind of hearing and sure. reading, and you're talking to them. You're, I think that's great, and they're, and they're still, if you will, forced to read and, and get into <laughs> stuff, so to give them that kind of information to, to feed them the information that we talk about with our family, you know. I mean, your dad, I've met your dad, you know, many times, played basketball with him. He's, you know, great guy. And he's a, you know, it's one of those things. He's got those Basque old guy stories, right? Sure. You know, old firefighter, sure, you know, he's got the whole, like, he's got stories. I, I wish mean, he'd drink insane. a couple more beers and tell a couple better ones. But he, he you know, my, my pop's pretty, pretty straight-laced. He's yeah. pretty conservative. So he never really gets into the nitty-gritty of, you know, those oh, stories. I got to go to, a, I got, I got a couple uncles, though, that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hell, they'll tell their own stories, but <laughs> <laughs> they change from story to story every time. They just they get tell better it, with time. Yeah, it's amazing. That's what my stories. Well, I mean, my, my pops grew up in Jordan Valley, yeah, and so I mean, if if you've never been to the Jordan Valley rodeo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let me tell you. Bucket it, list uh, item. Yes. If, it, if you oh, haven't, yes. you should put it on your bucket list. You know, list, there, yeah. there's two rodeos that I swear that you fight your way in and love your way out. And, and, and that, and that's, that Riggins? The, not, well, the Riggins one, you just fight your way in and fight your yeah. way out. <laughs> and sometimes you get loving that way. Yeah. Sometimes, but no, the Bruno, the Bruno rodeo, oh, the yeah, Bruno yeah. rodeo, and the Jordan Valley rodeo, classic rodeos, good people. <laughs> but yeah, fight your way in, love your way out. That's a that's a fun crowd too, man. Woo! I did a when I was in college, I did a photo series in an advanced photography class on rodeo. Mm-hmm. So I went to a whole all the different rodeos throughout the year and took a bunch of pictures and stuff. It was pretty cool. A lot of lot of good people, a lot of a lot of crazy people. Oh, a lot of stories. <laughs> that's a lot of people watching. <laughs> yeah. It's it like was. a condensed version of the fair. Like it just—it's <laughs> like a pissed-off version of the fair. Like uh, they get all the angry cowboy people at the fair and put them in one spot. Yeah, this was this was when they did the Meridian Rodeo over where um, Eagle and Fairview. It was not, when, not the Eagle Nut Feed. Not the no no. It was the Meridian Rodeo. Okay. And they, it was before it. It was before the Eagle one moved, but they had a bull get out of the. <laughs> The actual arena, it jumped the fence. Guy was riding the bull, gets bucked off, and the bull jumps the fence. And I'm like, there's a bull headed for Eagle Road. <laughs> Welcome to Idaho. Yeah, that's what, that's what we do. That was, that was crazy. Somebody I got, ride it. I got some pictures of it clearing the fence. Hmm. Pretty cool. Wow. I would like to see those. I got to dig them out. <laughs> They're actually on They're film. actually on, yeah. They're actually They're on They're actually on a, negative. They're I, black and white negatives. <laughs> On slides, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that's another thing. My, my parents, my grandparents, once or twice a year, grandma would break out the you know the slides, Slide protect, mm-hmm. right? You know the fan blowing, yeah, click, chunk. Yeah, everybody sit down, look at the slides, dude. That's those that's those things that like they're just you know I I'm laughing because like this weekend I was going through a bunch of my stuff. I go through all my old hunting gear, and. I'm going through a hunting bag and in one of my old hunting backpacks, I pull out a disposable camera 
Oh. Like brand new Kodak disposable camera in the, like it's wrapped, sealed, everything. And I took it in. I'm like, I wonder if you could even get this developed anymore. Like, can you, like, is there anywhere yeah, like you could even take pictures with this and then like uh, yeah, take they, it to somebody? If they still sell them, if they still sell them, you got to I don't know play. if they sell them, do they? Uh, they sell actual cameras? Yeah. The, they're, disposable they're, cameras they're, anymore? Yeah. I think Check so. Amazon. You can find anything. Yeah, they're Amazon. at weddings. They're always at weddings. Well, yeah, yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Pawn shops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows what's on no, those? No, I'm like, I, yeah, I just, I was like, God, I don't even know where to begin to get this developed. But well, I don't know. I guess you could probably send this. I out. love kind of where where we were going with that. The the stories of it's one of the things that makes, frankly, this podcast and podcasting in general so popular. Right, right, because it's it's really it's just it's the core of human connection. Right, you're a you know, well, yeah, and the uh, when so I teach American literature, and one right. of the, one of the things about that is we we start with the Native Americans, and the Native Americans, you know, some of them were nomadic and you know traveled about, and some of them, you know, stayed put where they were, but they didn't have uh, they didn't have paper, they didn't have literature and stuff like that, and so they told stories uh, over and over and over and over again, and that's how they they the, the oral tradition. Of, of telling stories and mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the American culture that still exists is because of the and you can give the Native American credit Native Americans credit or you can give the pioneers credit of you know heading west where there's nothing else to do so you told stories and so you know everybody and you know that's how information was passed yeah well, there wasn't yeah. another way we, you didn't you who's didn't go, the president <laughs> you couldn't go jump on Facebook and see what was going yeah. on like. You know, that's how shit traveled. Like you, I mean, we did a podcast a couple ago where we talked about, uh, you know, the optimism of pioneers. Like, think about that. Like we, you know, I talked to this Head guy, West, son. I, yeah. I talked to this guy and he goes, he goes, you know great. what? He says, you know what I don't like about social media is, is knowledge is what's really killing us. You know, like knowledge holds people back. And he's like, you know, we focus so much on how get, go get knowledge, go get knowledge, go get knowledge. And he goes, really? He goes, knowledge can be a really bad thing. He goes like, if there was as much knowledge available back in the day before the pioneers came West, I don't think anyone would have come West. There'd be a couple little wild cards out there that would go do it to, you know, that were real thrill seekers. But as far as people picking up their family and moving to the West, if they would have known how hard it was going to be and that half of them were going to die along the way and all that, like, but they didn't, they didn't have the knowledge of how bad it, you know, they didn't know what the Badlands looked like, right? They didn't know how big the Mississippi River was. They didn't know <laughs> the like, Donner Party, right? Yeah, the Donner Party know. didn't know like <laughs> how far it, is two thousand miles. It's <laughs> only two thousand. Yeah, and, about that. and so what? We've got a and, horse, and I think they could, you know, you get to that where it actually held them back, and and the only knowledge they had was what they heard, right? And the stories, which was crazy, the stories that were brought back to them. Which were had to all be orally translated, you know, back back to the you know was hope and gold and homesteading, yeah, and buffalo and like you come out here and you can homestead, you're gonna get land and you're gonna have all the food you can handle and you're gonna get find gold and you're gonna be rich and that was all brought positively back by word of mouth, right? I mean, for, I mean, there are newspapers, it's I like, guess, but yeah, it's like watching the highlight reel and be like, I could dunk, I could do that, I could do that, I could do that. <laughs> God, wouldn't yeah, that I mean, be great? Get on a horse and go. <laughs> I'm going. You know, like there's not that like uh, fear, fear, fear kind of thing that that gets shoved down our throat. So I mean, I think it's great. I think it's it's cool when you you know going back to the stories our parents tell us. It's like, you know, your parents don't tell you a lot of like 
I guess maybe there's bad parents out there. Good parents don't tell like negative stories. Their kid, they pass down the positive stuff, right? Like it's a story like how grandma and grandpa met. Or, yeah. And if it is negative, there's sure hell a lesson at the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you don't stick a key into a outlet. <laughs> it blew off your brother's goddamn hand. <laughs> but like, you know, you're, you're, you hear the stories of like, you know, grandpa hitting the home run and, you know, and then, and then when they, we played semi-pro baseball and we did then we played against this guy, you know, like you hear these stories, like, and that, that's the, the, the gift that you can give to your kids that we're especially right. Like I said, right now in this situation, you're there with them all the time. Right. And I'm in, I'm in a really cool age with my son with being 16. And I mean, I'm in a super lucky situation where he's going to my, our high school, at least two of our high schools, the good one, uh, the, the good one. And, uh, <laughs> We like Capital too, but you got the south side of the tracks, yeah, if I remember yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, my son's playing football at my school, you know, my high school, and I'm getting to see. It, it, we're just in this really cool time in his life, and he's getting into just stupid, you know, stuff like he, like I mean, not stupid. He's not getting stupid. Sixteen year old boy stuff. Stuff that's kind of no, like I mean, I just mean like it's kind of stupid to most people, but it means a lot to me. Like he literally was like, Dad, you know, if I borrow your cowboy boots, you know. And I remember I was like 16 when I started wearing cowboy boots, right? Like it was kind of like my time. And I mean, I didn't force this kid into it. I wear cowboy boots, but I, he, he he just like naturally wanted to get into it. So he's like, yeah, dad. And then it's like, hey, dad, can I get some, some Wranglers and wear, so I can wear my boots? <laughs> and like, so now I'm looking at him and like in a matter of a month or so, like all of a sudden he's at this age where he's like, he's all about football, all about working out. He's wearing boots, cowboy boots. He's grabbing his buddies. They're going tomorrow morning. They've got a 645 tea time, which, whoo, yeah, butt crack of dawn. So they're going six forty-five tea time tomorrow with three of his buddies to go golf. Like he's just, you see him kind of following in the footsteps, right? And I'm like, and it's funny how he's kind of come back at this point in time in his life where he's back to like wanting to hang out with me, wanting to talk to me about what I do. He wants to learn about construction, so he's been at the house working at least three to six hours a day during this thing, making money. But he's learning how to do. I'm teaching him construction stuff he's asking me stuff you know and it gives you that chance to kind of tell him the stories and and through mine has been like kind of work type stories right because mm-hmm. that triggers it like we're out setting right. fence posts the kids never set a fence post so i've set a million fence posts in my life i'm out there literally digging a fence with i'm like here no nah, dude hold the post hold like that you know and i'm like i'm like yeah one time i was out working with your uncle and we were slamming down. I was gonna say, and, are you digging like, the hole or are you post pounding? Because both of those are hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, both, yeah, those like, are both of those are hard. That My shoulders are killing me. Yeah, yeah. The pounding T post is not a good time. He, he hasn't got to that point yet. We're we're not there. He, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. he hasn't. And, and the thing is, kids half bask. He should be out there doing the T post, right? Well, like, I can I mean, tell you, there's two things that sent me into uh, work smarter, not harder. And one was bucking hay, and the other was pounding oh, posts. Yeah. Those are two. I was like, I'm here, fuck this. <laughs> I'm gonna find another job. Yeah, yeah. This is, but this it's is like level. It, it gets him to a lot. Like it just that stupid thing of like, here's how to dig a fence hole. Reminds me of a story of you know one time your uncle and I were digging a fence post and I was pulling on this post and we he had the he had the rock bar against the house. We were actually pulling an old post out because I had him pulling out an old. Uh, uh, he was pulling out the uh, post that the mailbox was on. We were putting in a new mailbox and he's like and, you know and it just made me trigger the story right and it's like these experiences you have with your kids and you're like oh i was kind of doing something i'm like yeah i was pulling on this thing and i, and I was i mean i was always a big guy so i'm always pulling on, I'm, I'm doing the pulling my brother's got the lever you know the leverage on it because he's smaller he's pushing with the rock bar about the time that thing snapped in half right at the concrete <laughs> and i literally with 
200 and probably 20, 20 pounds at that time. Wham! Pulled that four by four post square into the middle of my eyeballs and hit myself in the head with it as hard as I could. I mean, like I couldn't have wound up and done it harder because there was so much tension again. You know, and it's, it, it's just like, but those are things. I'll bet you he doesn't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like he heard the story. And I, I just think of those. So is that what things, happened, Dad? Right? Yeah. I was like, is that why you're messed up? Because, dude, I sit there and think about it all the time. You know, and I hear stupid stories of, like, I still think about my dad. We were up uh, off the Locksaw River up on O'Hare Creek, up off of the Selway, actually, up in North Idaho. And we were fishing. I was, before I had my driver's license, I was like 12. But I knew how to drive because we all did at that, you know, back in the day. We, we all drove early. But, um. My dad, uh, jumped, he was going out to get my brother who was hung up on a rock snag. And my dad jumped from one rock to another and his foot slid under this flat rock and he friggin' broke his leg, Ugh. cut out a gash out of, I mean, a chunk of meat the size of a baseball. It was horrible. It's gross. Blood everywhere. Ugh. We're freaking out. My dad's like calmly sits down on the rock and he's like, I'm going to need you to cut his line, take him up, put him in the truck. We're headed to town. He's like, gonna need to go to the doctor. I'm you're like, driving. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're gonna drive us down because this. I. He's like, no, and your they, dad needs beer. There's a chance he drank beers the whole way down. I need the entire cooler and he, a tourniquet. He wraps a tourniquet around his leg, and he's like, we're gonna. And then you know, and like you know how creek fishing is. Like you had to climb up like a ten or twelve foot straight up edge bank to get man. up bank to get up it you know so we get on there and it's just you know you'd live through like panic at that time right to this day i don't jump from rock to rock on like i didn't have to because i watched my old man do it and it <laughs> scared the shit out of me so not ever you know, gonna do yeah. that but it's like you, you, you know, and i don't i like i literally i didn't experience it but i never did it again we were up at silver creek plunge my son's jumping rock to rock i'm like whoa, whoa hold on let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> but it's all stories, right? Like, right. I mean, that was just what it was. It was just a, a story, and, and you affect him because he's still, I hear him all the time. I can't jump from rock to rock now. Dad ruined it for me. Every time I jump, I get scared, you know? Well, um, and that's good for kids, though. I mean, it, you know what? Uh, I walk around telling my boys that I'm bulletproof. You know, they're, they're watching this guy that built a life-size X-Wing fighter from Star Wars. And I was like, I would tell you the story about how I used to fly X-Wings <laughs> back in the galaxy long, far, far away, <laughs> long time ago. You know, I, I tell them, that, you know, you've never seen, you've never got me mad enough, but I, I do turn green. I get like my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you know, do I, not want to see it. Yeah. And so I, I make up that story. So my boys shake their heads all the time, but every once in a while they see me fail and they see me fail hard. They, you know, I run Spartan races. And uh, there was one that out of Utah that just about killed me. And they saw me literally dragging my ass down the hill. And they they look, they 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 talk about it. Hey dad, you remember that time you got your ass kicked? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I go, Yeah, but did I finish? Yeah, you finished, Dad. You finished you finished strong, but I mean and I go, I use it all the time on him, you know. So he, there's there's a lot of good things that they're they're listening to you, whether they're listening to you. They might yeah. learn. They, so I think that. And if they can't do a good impression of you, you're not talking enough. That's true. <laughs> that is true. You're not pouring in enough if they can't make fun of you. Well, and I, you know what? Even the worst part, I think, is that there's a lot of uh, parents out there that don't tell them stories. They, they don't want to talk about failures. They don't want to talk about mistakes they made. They want to be the perfect parent. And there's no such thing. Parenting's. If we all knew what we were doing, you know, the world would be I a little... I had to remind you know, my kids of that recently. 
Like, man, this is the first time I've been through a pandemic. Yeah. I'm figuring it out. It's the first time you guys got their your school canceled for the year. Well, the earthquake. Yeah. The earthquake <laughs> did hit. Yeah. I, uh, Dad, was was that an earthquake? <laughs> sure so was. Yes, it was. And I go, have you ever been in an earthquake? Yep, that's number two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same area, too. Yeah, same area. <laughs> that, that's number two. I had a fantastic parenting fail the other day that started with, so I'm always on my kids about, hey, how the real world works. And they... They hate hearing it, but it's true. I'm like, listen, this is how the real world works. If you don't put in the time, you don't you don't reap the benefits. If you don't do this, you don't get that. What the time you put in is going to dictate your result. If you want to do it, figure it out. I say that all the time. Figure it out. You want me to figure it out? And they're like, no, Dad, no, we don't want you to figure it out. So I'm giving them this rah-rah speech about, <laughs> about you guys, I need you guys to, to buck up. Come on. So I'm tr- I'm trying to get them to help me clean the floor. Mm. They they don't do a ton of chores. They do their rooms and a couple little things. But I'm like, hey, we're all gonna take a microfiber cloth. Everybody's gonna take a microfiber cloth. I've got a microfiber little mop thing, and we're gonna all team up, all four of us. We're gonna clean this floor. We're gonna be done in ten minutes. They revolt. I'm gonna play the Xbox. So then I have to go into a speech about hard work and blah blah blah, and you guys. I, I, it's a fight every time I want you guys to do this and yada yada, like like I had it planned. <laughs> the Ukrainian kid from next door comes over and he is the most hardworking, knocking on your door. Can I mow your lawn? Can I dig that up? Can I do this for five bucks? Like constantly, but he's doing it all over the neighborhood. Sure, and he's he's killing it. Like he'll show up with a new bike and be like, ah, because he probably bought it with his own money. So he comes to the door. His name is Mike. <clears throat> so Mike's like, hey. Um, we were wondering if we could mow your lawn. And I'm like, no, man, I, got, I like mowing my lawn. Plus, I got three kids. <laughs> that's why, why I had them. You know that's what I'm saying? I, I said, but you know what? I I appreciate you coming over. And when I do have something, and I will, I'll come get you. Okay. So shut the door, and I turn around to my kids, and I'm like, you guys, that is what this looks like. That is what go get it looks like. Well, and that kid, you 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 can bet every dollar you have that Everyone. kid's going to be successful he's somewhere gonna, down the doesn't road. Doesn't matter what he does, sure. he's going to be great. Sure. So then my my boy just melts down. So you're saying I'm lazy, and I'm like, no, dude. I'm saying when you spend eight hours a day on the Xbox, that's too many hours. Yeah. Diversify. And so I get it, and then. My daughter, she's the oldest. She's she starts defending dad, and then she starts crying. Logan flips out. He goes to his room, like it just goes absolutely sideways. And my youngest, she's like the most level-headed, funny kid. She's awesome. She's silent the entire time. And I so I send my boy to his room. Jalen bugs out because she's fourteen and like or fifteen now. And I'm standing there, and I'm just like God. Damn, I just wanted you. I just want to clean the floor. And I took that <laughs> the microfiber mop and javelin Spartan style <laughs> straight through the kitchen, aiming for the laundry room. And I was a little bit right. And it nails the wall. Bam. And I, I'm like, oh. Did you stick it? I didn't. I, I put a good hole in the wall. <laughs> I, I turn around and look at Jessely, my youngest. She starts crying. And I'm like, are you crying because I missed? The laundry room, or are you crying because I just freaked you out? She goes, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, I've used that story. You guys, I'm like, hey, I don't get it right all the time. Everybody, and I used it as a learning lesson in the sense of, look, there is a ton of life pressure 
that is on everybody right now. And normal is somewhere else. We don't know where it went. So we're trying to find it. And and it's squeezing you. And what's coming out, It's that's the pressure. Yeah. And that's going to happen. I didn't deal with it well. And I'm sorry. That's one thing I'm really intentional about. When I mess up, I will apologize to my yeah, kids. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I've say, got a hey. pretty quick temper yeah. where I get there and I have to, okay, listen, you guys you guys just needed to give me a minute to be mad. I'm mm-hmm. back. <laughs> so, they call it my dad yeah. voice. Yeah. 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 yeah, it goes into dad voice. <laughs> yeah. but, but here's the, the thing, like, yeah, and I tell my kids that, guys, it's okay to get mad. It's not okay to be an absolute jerk and stay that way. If you If you're in the wrong, make it right. You go apologize to who you need to apologize to. You do you do what you need to do to make it right. But it's funny. Yeah. All that's a real life life lesson. Well, and the, the, in real time, the other one that I use with 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 my boys is, you know, I I get pissed easy at home, and but I, I remind them I go, hey, but if there's something big, if there's something big that's really important to you, don't let your emotions get in the way. You're in charge of your emotions, not your emotions in charge. So you can be mad later, you can be sad later, but when emotions get in the way, they don't solve your problem. There, you, you still got the problem, and when you get mad, then you're not thinking clearly, and when you're not thinking clearly, the problems you're probably going to do something dumb, and then it's going to be two, two problems, and it grows on you. So keep your emotions out of it. You know, like, how do I know this? Because I've screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how I know it. Yeah, so you know, keep your emotions out of it if you can. Have you guys seen the show Ozark? No, oh, but I've heard just, it's real good. Just finished it today, actually. Really? The, the new season just finished I, it. So I just got into I want to see the new season. I haven't seen it yet. Cause it's Heather, on my list. Heather oh, hasn't great. seen the beginning. So we, we're back on season one watching it through. Right. I've seen one and two waiting on three. But I, I forgot going back into it. Like One of the things that captures me about the show and that I just love and I think is crucial for me at this point in my life, if I'm being 100% honest with myself, self-reflection right now, is he's so, like Jason Bateman is so Mm level-headed and his ability to make completely calm decisions in any scenario. Like there's just fucked up scenario after fucked up scenario in that show. And he's like, well, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do this. And I and I, I'm sitting here watching. I told Heather, I go, I go, I'm so glad I'm watching this back in this year because I watched it years ago. I said it was in a different place in my life. Like right now, we're in this spot where things are different. Like everything's. I mean, we're just we, we don't know. None of us have been in this situation, right? And it's like okay. 1918. Calm. This is the first time since 1918. <laughs> we're just we've had to do, deal with this. We're just gonna do this. Like, and I mean, and you watch this show, and as crazy as it is, and like the drug cartel, like basically, you know, like people steal millions of dollars of his shit. That's the drug cartels, and now he's gonna get, you know, these people are gonna rip his face off. You know, and he's just like, okay, calm down. Yeah, let's. Or he gets popped. He gets popped in the, in the face, and he goes, no, "Did that make you feel better? Did that make you feel better? How you know you beating on me? That's not going to solve our problem." Yeah, he's just like it's the most. He's the most problem solving, calm level. It's it's, it's and I just I, it's so funny because I just we're kind of semi binge watching it right now. It's like every evening, like dinner's done, house is clean. All right, let's try to get a couple episodes on, of Ozark in. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Netflix. What's it on? Netflix. Yep. All right. It's just phenomenal. It's, just of, bumped it's up. so well done. It's bumped just up on my to do list. Oh, yeah. yeah, great acting. So well done. And Put in the Ozarks, so you've yeah. got your you know growing up and your hillbillies and and we've all. I mean, it's I such grew an up. interesting yeah. concept. I mean, just the idea, like, because you think of like literally, like, because <laughs> growing up in North Idaho, I've always made this joke, like literally, because I grew up around a bunch of you know redneck 
friggin' dude. Like, they love to fight. That's what you did. Yeah. You just fought. Like, why yeah. are you fighting this guy? Because he's from Kooski. Why not? I'm the toughest guy <laughs> on the river. He's not the toughest guy on the river. You're like, do, well, do you have an issue with this guy? He's like, nope, never met him. But I'm going to fight him. And I'm going to make sure that he knows I'm the like. And then they're like, okay, cool. He's tougher than me. And they move on. You know, like, there's just a, a mentality, right? And they don't, they don't really think of the outside world. And we were up there steelhead fishing with Swanee and Darren the other, like, few years back. And I said, you know what would be funny is I said, these these guys up here, because we got into a situation. We didn't get into a situation, but there was a situation. They were combat fishing. And <laughs> and some fucking ritzy ritz dude, you could just see him, and then fly fishing for steelhead comes in. And then you got fucking Billy Bob. For a, you know that's that's up there from Stites, and he's he's dragging a, a worm down the middle of this, and this guy comes in and starts fly fishing it, and we're just like, this guy's Uh-oh. gonna get his ass kicked. And he's got you know freaking Loomis gear on and all this <laughs> brand shit. Like, new. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna, <laughs> and you're just like this guy. I don't give a fuck who that guy is. Like freaking Jethro over here from Stites is gonna beat the shit out of him. So then it was just turned into this whole other story that night after drinking a lot of whiskey, I think, and beer. We started talking about like, can you imagine like if Chuck Liddell or at that time Chuck Liddell was like the UFC badass, but like you know Nick Diaz or something, you know some fucking big bad. I don't know, Brock Lesnar. Let's just say some big huge dude walks into Kuski, Idaho into a bar and is like, do you know who I am? I'm Brock Lesnar. I'm the heavyweight champion. You know. Beat your ass. And, and literally, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm Jethro from fucking Stites, and I'll beat your ass, right? They just, they don't care. Like, Rule these parts. <laughs> right. It's like they're in this, like, geographic bubble of, like, I will beat the shit out of you. And that's kind of what Ozark is this interesting microcosm of, like, here is, like, everybody in the world knows that, like, the dr- the Mexican drug cartel are the scariest humans on the earth. They'll just, I mean, mass murder. But they go and they over the Russians. They try. I think so. I think so. I'm watching watching enough television to know (laughs) that the Russians don't fuck with them. They're trying to make themselves look nice, though. They try to clean up. Mexican, the Mexican cartel don't care. They're just going to kill you, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, literally, they've got the situation in this. I mean, I'm not giving anything away. The whole gist of the movie is, you know, the whole uh, the series is the Mexican drug cartels taking money and basically trying to run it down and launder it in the Ozarks and they run into their own mafia down there of rednecks and hillbillies. <laughs> and these guys don't give a fuck. Like literally yeah. like they're just, they're just like, do you know who my boss is? Go Google, nope. Google this guy. And they literally are like, yeah, awesome. Like <laughs> he cuts people's faces off while they live and shows it to him. And they're like, okay. it sounds like a tedious job. They're like, I don't, I don't care. tell him to go fuck himself. And you're like, dude, he'll kill you if we tell him that. And he's like, I don't tell him and his mom. I don't give a shit. Like, it's just this amazing. And you're like, I'll being from a smaller town, like originally growing up up there, I'm like, I could see that. I yeah. could totally see Ozark. Sure. Like, that's legit. Well, growing up, there was always that one kid that you, okay, listen, you could probably fight him. You could probably <laughs> fight him. But nah, nah, oh, nah. Leave, leave, leave that guy alone. Big Mike. I, 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 mean, that, I remember Big Mike growing up, and I accidentally I accidentally popped him messing around, and I was all like, hey, listen, I'm, I was a big kid. I was, you know, I was, I was probably six foot as a seventh grader. You mm-hmm. know, I was never skinny. Um, and I, I accidentally popped Big Mike, and it was like, whoa, Mike, hey, listen, you know, I, you know, I was just messing around, right? We're good, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen Mike beat, lay the beat down on a few people. So there's always that kid. There's always that kid. I just think there's geographic areas where they're all that kid. I think they're just mm-hmm. that people. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's just something that, you, anyway, it's, it's a very, so, so watch it. Uh, very, very good show. And I just think it's, to me, the amazing part is, is literally going back to, um, 
he he just he calmly takes on every Jason situation. Bateman. Uh, yeah. It's amazing his character in that whole series. He is watch him and model yourself after this guy. Maybe not the drug cartel part, but but, <laughs> but literally like entrepreneurial model spirit. model yourself after a guy who can literally have people telling they're going to kill him uh you know people like all this crazy shit that happens to him throughout this series and he literally just stays 100% calm and is like okay. he's in charge of his emotions not yep. his emotions in charge of him <laughs> exactly <laughs> well here's, here's the thing though you know that there's a dad or a granddad or a grandmom or who whatever that's behind that right the foundation like you can think of anybody a historical figure who were, who were the people behind that person. So like right. a- Abraham Lincoln, famous storyteller, constantly telling stories. Right. Who was the one that fed him all those stories? Right? Right. Because it, 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 it wasn't just like spontaneous combustion of a storyteller. All that stuff gets built. But I think one of the things that, that stands out from what you're talking about, that rings true, the story of that rings true, and you, you, you recognize that, right? The resonance in your life. of I know how, that, how the mechanics of that work. Mm-hmm. That's true, right? Yep. So what, one of the things we talk about in marketing and advertising is our big job, it's it's to tell the truth, right? The truth well told. If if I can resonate with you on a product or a service that you get that you're like, yeah, that's I don't know, it's not really a price point thing, right? Right. I that's part of the marketing a good company. Well, if if I can if I can interject and even throw a shameless plug in, my my girlfriend, that's what she's in. She's in marketing and advertising. Um, she runs her own marketing and advertising firm. She worked for one of the you know top shelf um, firms in Idaho, if not the Northwest. Um, and then she broke off and did her own thing. And Who? they um, they she worked for Drake Cooper. Jenny. Yeah. She yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that's my girl. One of the wow, best. Wow, one of the world. best in the biz. Yeah, she is awesome. So she, so she broke off and did her own thing with, uh, with a, uh, a guy that she worked with, and between the two of them, um, they're, they're, both they're, they're killing it. But yeah. when they, when they broke off, they the advertising firm that they started, they called it against. And against advertising, that's that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. And when they first broke that out to me, and I was like, "No, that seems dumb." <laughs> that seems I mean, aggressive. They, yeah, that seems aggressive. Um, but and, and but that's their motto. They're you know we're for rebel brands, yeah. and yeah, advertising sucks. She says it all the time. Yeah, advertising sucks, but everybody has to do it. Yeah. Everybody has to have a story. Everybody has to have this, and you know, so you can take it from kids' books and put it in a, on a business level, and say, you know, who who are you, and you know. That's our reputations, whether you're the tough guy, the smart guy, the whatever. That's your story. And so it, it translates. You know, I figured out real quick I was going to be the funny guy. <laughs> when I was in junior high, I, I remember distinctly, okay, I'm going to be the funny guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to be the short guy because that's too easy. <laughs> that's low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the funny guy. No, I think, it, yeah, I'm, which, by the way, I think we just figured out our one of our future guests also. Yeah, Jenny. So oh, she'll be great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. I didn't realize you guys knew each other. So that. Was, and how do you know, how do you know her from? So I work for One Sixteen and West. Which oh, okay. Was formerly Davies Moore. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the other big kids on the street. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, Drake's Drake's. That's a great agency. And when she left, it was scandalous. Well, that's what like everybody was like, ooh, because she is extremely good at what she does. Yeah, she she's top shelf in my book. Yeah. And I, I like I said I'm new to the industry. <laughs> I'm new to the industry. Oh, you're gleaning off. Of, you're gleaning off of legit one of the best. Yeah, no, she's 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 and 
um, her partner, Brad, you know, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's top shelf as well. Yeah. Um, so between the two of them, it's just, it's pretty fun to watch them do their thing. But um, I, I steal from them on a regular basis, you know, what they're, what they're selling to, you know, businesses of, hey, this is, this is how you market yourself. This is how you get your name out. This is how you do these things. And I, I turn that around and, you know, put it on a academic level to, you know, students and say, hey, listen, you can, you can kind of control your future. You know? Yeah. You can't control the future, but you can put yourself on the road to your future. You can be intentional about your right now and yeah. your planning. Yeah. If you're not in, that's my big thing, man. Be intentional about it. I yep. tell my kids all the time. Yeah. Do Have it on a, purpose. Yeah. And, 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 I'm one of them. I can't say this for all teachers, but I'm one of the the teachers that says on a regular basis that, you know, you don't have to go to college. There's lots of money to be made that's not in college. But the problem that I have is if you graduate high school and you don't have a plan, I have a serious problem with that. And so in in my class, that's one of the things where when you walk out of my class at the end of the year, I gave you. 22 opportunities to come up with a plan of this is what I want to do and this is how I want to do it and this is where I'm going to go and uh, and you engage in a conversation right whether right. it's internal or external right you are planting seeds I guarantee you there will be people that come back to you a decade from now and be like oh Mr. Tulare, that one time when you made me and you told me that was a good idea and that that needed some work Man, you were right. Oh, I've got a couple of students that are absolutely out there killing it, doing their thing. One's doing podcasts. One's taking pictures. One's doing, you know, create, you know, creative work. And so, yeah, no, it doesn't I, I matter it. what it is. Yeah, go do you. Yeah, and if you and if you can't figure out if there's not a job there that you can put a title to, that's perfect. Make right. the make the job. You right. make the job, and yeah. now all of a sudden you're the only one in the industry. But when the lights come on, when a kid realizes this is the thing that you and I talked about about millennials. I think that once the millennials figure that out, because there, there's a, there is a, <laughs> this passion that is bound up in them. They want to, they want to make the world a better place. They're just like, you guys have screwed this up real good. And, well, and the thing that I think they're missing, and, it, and you can, you can translate it however which way you want. But on, and you know, I coached. And when I look at the best athletes, like this year, Austin Bolt, the kid from Bora. Yeah. I mean, that kid's phenomenal. But I've always said the best athletes have a little bit of motherfucker in them where mm-hmm. they've got a chip on their shoulder and they're out to punish you. Now, you translate that in from the athletic world into the a classroom, into the working world, and it's it's just the word grit. Find a little yeah. grit. If you've got a little fight. It's a great little, book, by the way. Yeah. 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 Great book. And if you've got a little bit of grit about yourself, you will be very successful because there's a lot, a lot of kids out there right now that have the fight. To okay, yeah, you just failed. Get up, you know. You do. Yeah, there's a wall. Yeah, then make a door. Yeah, how many- make a window, dig a hole, get a rope, figure out a solution. Yeah, but you know, then you see kids that you know, little kids, little kids, they fall down, and mom, dad, boom, they're oh. right on top of them. You address the situation once they get their self up on their own two feet again. Yeah. Okay, Are you all right now, you, you all good? right? Yeah, you good? You know, get up. I'll talk to you when you're up. I'm not going to talk to you when you're on the ground. Oh. Yep. So yeah, I think grit. Figuring out solutions. I mean, well, we, you, we talk about that all the time. I, yeah. It's, all the time. I, be the solution's a big deal to me. Yeah. You have it tattooed on your arm. I do. Your right arm, <laughs> which is I a do. big deal in your world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than the left for some reason. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Look, look I, like, I must arm wrestle a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fence posts he's putting <laughs> yeah. in, if you know what I mean. One-handed yeah. fence posts. I can throw a hatchet like a madman. They uh, And I'm really good at Yahtzee. Um <laughs> 
so like talk about the grit thing. I mean, we had Heather on a few few podcasts ago, and that's, I mean that's one of the thing about her. You know, brag on your gal. That's the same thing with Heather. You know, she, she had a baby at sixteen. You know, they told she lived in Emmett, Idaho. She had a baby at sixteen. Her mom told her, "You'll never be nothing. You're not going to graduate high school. You just screwed yourself." The moment she was found out she was pregnant, you're done. You're done. Go get a job. You're not going to make it. She gets. She goes ahead and she graduates. She gets kicked out. She graduates. Goes and graduates. Goes to college. You'll never go to college. You can graduate from Emmett High School. Good. Good for you. And have a baby. You're not going to go to high. Go to college. Graduated from college. Well, you're not going to do shit with that. She goes and gets a master's degree in accounting. You know. Tell, tell every time someone told her she couldn't do something, she Big couldn't do it. You know, chip on the well, shoulder. you know, you can't be a builder. Builders are dudes. You're not a dude. You can't be a builder. Oh, really? I'm better than I'm smarter than these guys. I'm gonna go be a builder. She goes to be a builder. You can't ever be the president of the BCA. Guess what? She's the president of the BCA in 2020. Like she literally just was told wall after wall after wall that you can't do, and it's like, all right, I'll do it. Let's do it. So as a coach, sure, I, I see this in the coaching world. I coach and do all kinds of stuff like that as well. I love it. Because that is a unique mentorship opportunity sure. that, that you don't find anywhere else. Sure. In fact, and, and I, I would say that, you know, if you were to break it down, uh, there's I've got lots of students when I bump into them and stuff like that. But I, I would say, you know, at this point, now that they're 21 or something, I, I probably have a beer with a lot more athletes mm-hmm. now. It's a, know, different, as it's adults a different bond. Than, right? Yeah, yeah. It's you went you went through the blood and sweat. But yeah. anyway, so sorry. what is th- this is for me a big life riddle. How much of it is personality? How much of it is just DNA of how you are wired? And how much of it is good coaching and mentorship? Oh. It's, it's the kid that you see that's got some talent, that's got some grit, that's got a, but they just need a foot in their ass to figure out, hey, guess what? You can do this. You can put a little bit of work into this, this, and this, and you can be that guy. You can beat that guy. Yeah, I, I I think I think first off, if you're naturally gifted, you're naturally gifted. Right. I mean, that's um, you know, and and I, I'm, I'm putting this out there because I know there's a lot of parents probably listening and stuff like that. You know, how do I get my kid to college? You know, my, what are my ch- my kids' chances to get to pro? And I and, and I can look at them and say, yeah, none, none. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just looking at you. You know, genet- <laughs> genetically, you have failed your kid. I mean, I'm six two, two twenty. Uh, and, and I say it all the time as a joke and my, my oldest boy, I mean, he puts in work. He's going to be, he's going to be a hell of an athlete. He's, you know, he, he's put together. He's and he, and he works hard, but he asks all the time, you know, what do you think, daddy? What are my chances? And I go, yeah, your mom's genetics failed you, bro. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I married for love, not genetics. And so, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I go, but I apologize. If I go back, do it again, you know, <laughs> you know, find but, that uh, yeah, better six, breeding stock. Yeah, you know, there's a six, six gal out there somewhere, bud, you, you know, but, but you know, it, you know, so that's that's one of the first things is, you know, genetics is genetics. You know, yep. there's just some like I said, I give the Austin Bolt kid. I love that kid. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, everything we I grew, I went to Capitol. I coached at Capitol. I played at Capitol. And I take my kid to Bora, our rival, to watch that kid play because that kid plays. So I don't I don't know how good of a football player he is, but he's the best player on the field because he just outworks everybody. Because he wills it to be. Yes, and basketball. I don't know how good a basketball he is, but he just outworks everybody. And don't get me wrong, he's got skill set. But well, I, 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 you I want my with Jake Plummer. Right? Yeah, yeah. Same type of deal. Yeah, like he just was never going to give up. Yeah, ever. Yeah, it's just 
So I, I, I give credit to I give credit where credit's due to natural athleticism. And I think most parents look at their kid and say, Yeah, these kids put together. No, no, look in the mirror and you 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 can see where your kid's gonna come out. My uh thirteen year old boy is about two inches taller than I am. Yeah. And he's like, Look look, look how tall I am, Dad. And I'm like, You're only about three, four inches away from average, bud. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you so we take the athletic part and then, you know, the um you know the coaching side of it all, there, there's, there's very few coaches that I, in my own mind, and I, I think every coach should probably have this mentality, but there's very few coaches out there that I don't think I can out coach. Mm-hmm. I, I, you give you, you give me for being an athlete too. Though. Yeah, yeah, you know, I you mean, know. The, a successful athlete, the they believe they athlete will step into any. I mean, yeah, I got that. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah of course I can. Can you beat that guy? Yeah. yeah. And you Dude, have, I put my money on the line every time I go golfing with our boys, you know, yeah. with our boys, and I know that I'm not as good as <laughs> everybody except but Rusty, but like, and Butch maybe I can probably beat Butch, but like but most in any given day, I know I've got it in. Yeah, well, I'm an athlete, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play up to those guys, well, and I'm gonna, I'll, but I'll take my money, I'll put it on the board every time because you have that attitude. Yeah. Make it interesting. Well, I don't I don't golf with you guys, but I I throw money down. Yeah, I will walk. <laughs> I, I, walk I will walk. <laughs> I can walk. I go. My natural athleticism will let me carry. I, I can beat you and you and you just on natural athleticism. What you know, these are left-handed clubs. I didn't even know. But no, <laughs> no kidding. So I mean, there is something to be said for that attitude. But I, I also think you know, good coaching is good coaching. Period. Yeah, because um, a bad coach can destroy it. Yeah, like, bad coaches. I mean, I and, played for bad coaches. I played for great coaches. I mean, and, and I. Same way, you yeah. It, kill it. And, and it it starts at a it starts at a young grade, young age. I mean, I I was a varsity basketball coach for twenty years, um, and now I'm coaching fourth grade basketball. A little different. And you know, practice number one. You know, I was like, all right, we're doing this. Let's go. Let's go. Let. All right, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> okay, hey boys, let's 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 do this. Coach, are we gonna get a juice box or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, right? juice box. Uh, and yeah, well, my. Other kids may ask, I'm not, not my boys. Hey, hey, Dad, can we can we go here? No, no, that's for winners. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys want to go to Freddy's and get a yeah. steak and shake yeah. after this? Yeah, that yeah. Freddy's is for winners, but yeah. you, you guys got beat right there. You know, there's. Did you, see, did you see the uh, Rob Deerdack thing that's making the loop right now on no. on social media? He he, same. You know who Rob Deerdack is? Yeah, okay, yeah. so Rob Deerdack, uh, Fancy Factory, DK. You know sports or shoes or whatever oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah right right yeah. so he <laughs> here's a video of him and i i honestly don't know the backstory to it but it's him talking to a little league baseball team i don't know if it's his kid or what or who it is or what but he's like he's like we're gonna go out there you know what we're gonna do you know we every time we step on that field we come out there and we want to do what and they're like when and he's like right and if any of your dads tell you that if we have a if we have fun it's okay because we had fun and we're all winners. Well, your dad, sorry, he's a loser. <laughs> and it's just funny because I, I mean, I tell the story. I told the story in a very early podcast, like a year ago in a podcast. But I coached one a person we actually you know her too. You went to college with her, anyways. We I a gal that we all know. I coached uh, her son in football, and at one point he said he he literally like I mean. Hot point, fourth quarter, minute left. 
we're, I mean, still, they're little kids, but we're, I'm getting pumped. Like, my kids, I mean, I had good kids that year, like, and they're just like, yeah, okay, we're going to run this play, guys. Do you guys want to win? Yeah, we want to win. Okay, we're going to win. Yeah, we want to win. Yeah, let's go. And then he's like, I'm like, yes, so-and-so. And he's like, uh, my mom says if we have fun, we're all winners. This is literally 30 seconds. This is a timeout with 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. You can hear the balloon the go. <laughs> and I said, let's see where you're at in 20 years. All right. <laughs> Let's go out there and win the game. Yeah. You you sit over there. Hey, Your you mom just, is right. Sub for go, Jimmy. Go grab a <laughs> go go grab a juice box and talk to your mom. Watch this win. I mean, but it's it's so true. Like, I mean, I don't. I'm sorry, and I really honestly, I'm not sorry. I don't give a fuck if it offends people. But we we need more of that attitude. I love and how that's, you reverse that. Right, yeah, Where's our back? Like, started beep, to try. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me back that. Damn, up. That sound effect. I needed that one. That's got to be oh, a catchphrase like for that. you guys. Once you get that button. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I needed that backup beeper. Damn it! But Wait I, a second. That's uh, not what I meant to say. I yeah. Ah, I no. I just think that there's you know. I mean, go. I'm I'm gonna bring it back around here because we're getting close to the end. But I want to bring it back around, like telling that story. Right. That's part of our story. Like telling our kids like to be winners and telling our kids it's okay. Like in our society and. Listen to a couple podcasts back. We'll talk about the three-legged deer. But we literally, we, we're in a, we're in a society where people are okay with losing and they're okay with being mediocre and they're okay with even being below below average. You know, it's our job as as parents that one believe a certain way and I think come of a certain generation and had parents of a certain generation that we have to enlist that you know instill that in our kids through through telling stories and yeah. through talking to them and saying, man, you know what. I you know I wasn't I wasn't the greatest athlete I was I was I a decent echo that echo I was a that. decent <laughs> I was a decent athlete that made all the teams right I was there for the you champ- were a good athlete I was there for the championship kind of deal right like but but you go through and you tell you tell your kids that you know and I I tell my son my son is a way better athlete than I ever was a second but, but guess what. <laughs> When I when I go when I walk in that you know, when he gamble. walks when he walks in his gymnasium every day you know every day to go to the gym he sees a picture of his old man up on the freaking wall as a state champion you know and and that's the thing I tell him I'm like you you've got to look I mean that's what we do we win right and you're better I'm like see that I'm freaking I'm 45 fat old hairy mm. dude and I'm still I still got my picture hanging on the wall that's right there that's still me right that's mm. still me and that's I'm like slightly and you're skinnier. better than me like you've got way more potential than me man you want to be you you've got two or three of those plaques in you and it's like he sees that and he see you know cuz he shows it off to his friends you know and he's like yeah that's my dad right there like that's look, my dad's up here on the wall you know and we go in there and I'm like dude you could have a jersey on the wall bro you could have, you're better than me you could have I mean you can be this he's number 1 academically in his class and I tell him over and over again, I'm like, dude, you have to win. You want to win. You want to be number one. And and it's amazing to me watching him take that on. And I think I see it in both your kids. I mean, I. Well, if you say it enough, they believe it. Right. Yeah. They and, hear and for, it. Man. For good and bad. So you, if you tell them they're shitty too many times, they'll all, start to believe that too. We, so, you know, you, you kind of have to. You, just stay positive. Bring about what you think about, right, bro. Right. Like that's what it is. And I mean, and, and all of us as coaches and, and and parents both, I think we can we can all relate to the fact that we've we see different potential in all in, in our kids and what they have and what they. But we we're coaching our kids every day. Sure, we're coaches. Like you're you're still a coach. You're still a coach. I'm still a coach. I mean, we're coaching until the day we die because you know I mean when we're when we're eighty and our kids are sixty, 
You know, we're going to be still sitting coaching. there. We're still coaching them on how to be a 60-year-old because, God damn, I was a 60-year-old 20 years ago. When my knee went. When my, <laughs> my first knee got replaced. <laughs> like, I mean, we're all coaches, man. And, I mean, we're all here to do a job, to bring these stories to people. And, and I think the most important people you can bring these stories to are the kids, you know, the, your, your children in the starts. house. That's your, where it your kids' friends, man. Reach out, spread spread that circle a little wider, and take on some of those kids that maybe don't have that parent coach at home, and talk to them. You do it. You do something. I do. I want all the kids to come to my house. Right. I want to. You be guys the house. gonna eat my food, and I'm gonna yell. Yeah. That's why Blaz put a trampoline inside his house. <laughs> I had a trampoline in my side inside my inside house. Inside the house. Santa inside? Claus. Yeah. Santa Claus set it up, thinking you know this is gonna be like picture. Oh, I've heard this yeah, story. Yeah. This is this is gonna be just like what every kid's dream. They're gonna roll out and see the new bikes, see the it's trampoline. Like, it's like big. See, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. And I'll tell you what, man. They rolled out, and it was picture perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. And by the time every and I have vaulted ceilings, so self included, I could get on the trampoline and I was bouncing that back. Wow. By the time all was said and done, it was locked up. Like I, I put some back into it to try to get it loose, and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna leave it. Then trampoline stayed in the front living room for two years, <laughs> um, and there, there was there's footmarks. So my babysitters, you know, coaching, you know, teaching and stuff like that. There's always. There's always a babysitter. So my babysitters love, volunteered. I'll do it for free if I can jump on the trampoline. Sold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deal. Yeah. And so I'd come, I I'd come home and I'd see, you know, there'd be three, four kids just jumping on, you know, high schooler, you know. And so yeah. But you know, how many I, I ask my kids this all the time. How many houses in the world do you think have a full size trampoline in their house? I bet it's not ten. Maybe five, yeah. <laughs> not that yeah, many. Not that many. But you know, that's that's again, that's another dude, story. That, that's that, another story. They will carry that with them their entire life. Yeah. Well, we've got we've got a new trampoline now, and it, but it's outside. And they they ask all the time, "Hey, we can move back in, right?" <laughs> it's raining. It's raining. No, yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. No, that was a, that was a one time. That, that was a one time deal, bud. That was a one time deal. Its course. Now there's there's a lot to be said for I think. Telling your kids the stories that make them see you as a parent um, in a positive light and knowing that you can fail and get yourself back up. I think that says a lot. The the parents that fail and blame other people, well, that teaches their kid, you know, I failed, I, you know, so I, it's got to be somebody else's fault. You know, when you say, yeah, you know what? I lost that game. Why? Because I fucked up. That's why I lost. I, you know, you know, I got fired from this job. Why? Well, because I opened my mouth. You know, there's that. You know, there's a there's a lot of lessons to be learned in in your own failure. Where I think if you try to bullshit your kids, um, you know, and that's one of the things I pride myself on is as I shoot my kids. I'm single dad. I've I've, I've had my boys since they were uh, what two and two and six, um, and I've shot them straight the whole time. I said, you know, this is the way it is. This is this is what's happening. This is what the story is. This is this is why we're doing what we're doing. I and I go, I apologize. It's gonna be rough, and but you know, I've always shot them straight. Yep. And so boys don't lie to their dads. Dads don't lie to their boys. Um, and that's what I, I we mean. Call, I, 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 we call that at my house, whole sky. <laughs> a whole sky. Yeah. And then you do not break whole sky, period. Non-negotiable. Why, why do you call it whole sky? I was, my ex-wife, that was one of the things that, that we had, and it just stuck. And they, it's weird, man. They, they, don't, they don't abuse it. Like, so my oldest got popped for vaping mm-hmm. at, at school. Nice. Good decision-making. <clears throat> but when we called her out on it, it was like, whole sky. And she was like, shit. And she was like, yeah, I did it. 
Yeah. I was like, why did you do it at the school? No, it's it, like I said, and it's I, I mean, I know we do way too much of pulling it back into sports, but it's the same kind of thing, right? Be coachable. Yeah. Tell my kids to be coachable. Be coachable, right? Like, I mean, I, That's I try. Who to I want to hire. I try to be coachable. Like, I mean, I, I tell them all. I mean, I tell both my kids. I'm like, shit, I learn stuff all the time. I mean, I'm like, I travel around the United or you know the Western United States. I travel around the Western United States. I get paid to fly around and coach and teach people how to build with a product that I've been doing for 20 years, right? Like, I, I mean, I'm, I, I would consider myself a pretty much an expert in this industry. I go to, t- I go to these things and I learn stuff. Sometimes somebody comes up to me like, you know what I do? I do it this way. And I'm like, hmm, that's, that's pretty cool. I never I really do, thought uh, about that. Uh, right. Uh, uh. And I tell my kids, that. I'm like, dude, don't think that you're ever done learning. I mean, you're, you're always be coachable, you know? And, and I tell my son that right now, cause it scares the shit. I mean, my daughter's kind of out of the woods. She's 20 years old. She's an adult, you know, these kind of things. You know, I, my son scares me because he does have a lot of potential. And I'm like, you know, make good decisions. He, and that's my big thing. I'm like, that's probably he's because I said be the solution so much in my life that the kids were like, you need to get a tattoo. I'm I'm pretty sure the next one they're going to want me to get is going to say, make good decisions. Because that's what I say <laughs> to all these 16-year-old boys that leave my house every Saturday night or Friday night. Yep. Hey, boys. And they're like, we know. Make good decisions. Make good decisions. But that, again, and I'm like, right. But they make good decisions. If they're not making fun of it, you're not saying it enough. Right. And I just, I just tell him, I go, dude, this is what it is. I go, here's the thing. And when he does fuck up, he comes back and he's like, yeah, I did this. And I'm like, but I'm going to fix it. Or I'm going to do this. I'm like, okay, here's what you should have done. And and he's really good it. about it. And I Let's think that's what's going to make him a really good athlete. And I think that that's going to take him to the next level in athletics is he doesn't, he takes that. Sure. He's like, yeah, I fucked up like that. I did this and I jackknifed the trailer and I bent this and like, I don't know what happened. I was backing up. I'm like, did you do this? Did you do it? He's like, nah, nah, okay. That's probably what I did. Right. And so I, you know, I think that the big thing is, is, is the honesty leads to being, you know, the next, good thing, and the bad. next step is yeah. learning and being able to be like, dude, the reason I want you to be honest is because I'm going to teach you how to do it the right way. Right. I'm not just wanting you to be honest so I can fucking but yell that's at that you. big picture, man. Right. That yeah. is, that is parenting. That is coaching is getting people, getting your kids, getting your employees to, to, to come up 20 feet, to come up 50 feet and say, look, you're focused on this. I'm focused on the bigger picture of it. When you pull on that rope, you think it's a great idea. It's connected to a tiger. Well, and they, and, they, and they, the tiger's going to, it, it's tiger king, man. Yeah. The tiger will eat you. Don't pull on the rope. It'll take a whole arm. It'll take a whole arm. No, it, it, and you have to, I think both coaching, being a boss, being a teacher, being a parent, you have mistakes happen. Sure. And, it, and if you, and I, I tell my kids, you tell me the truth, I'll defend you to the hilt. If you lie to me, I'll bury you myself. And I think, that, <laughs> I think with with employees, it's, it goes the same way that you, if you, if you tell me the truth, we can solve the problem. But if you let me find out on my own, now you know the problem's grown. Now oh, it's an God. issue, and yeah. now 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 I, I'm thinking about firing you after I right. solve this problem. But right. you know, you know, my, my, I tell my boys, yeah, tell me the truth. Did did you hit that kid? Yeah, Dad. Did he deserve it? Yeah, Dad. Okay, well, you know uh, that's what I'm going to tell that kid's parent. Yeah, your kid, my kid hit your kid. I, I'm, I'm not come clean, right. but it's the same thing, you know. I think positive and negative. You, sure. you got to come clean. Like it's good. I think that's basically what we we're uh, exactly what we were hoping for. Blast from you. Hey, anytime, anytime. Coach, in the big ass brain. Love it. Yeah, we need to have you back. Hey, love to anytime. And I think Perfect. the crowd would too. Yeah, soundboard is up. <laughs> we know what button. really excited. We about know it. what button we're pushing. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you wanted him. You got him, Havoc. <laughs> I love but, it. But then we, we never did get to a really, we need to find somebody that drops some awkward statement and then we go. Just some crickets. I think it's good. <laughs> Sometimes I say stuff that I'm like. Epiphany. And that's when I realized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to go home and play with this board and just make. Play with yourself? Just play with myself. and these. It's going to be a good time. So, Anyways, thank you, Blaz. This is not your last uh, your last experience on this Wreak Havoc podcast. Yeah, uh, anytime, anytime. We may, we, we may request Jenny first before you make a second appearance just yeah, so yeah, you're, yeah. just so we're clear i want yeah, to be up front no, with you no there is no uh, doubt she is she's top shelf she's top shelf but i'm gonna tell this you know anybody that's saying yeah she sounds like she's good no no they only do rebel brands they don't they they turn down clients you your company better be you know be better pretty i think solid. she would fit right in on the wreak havoc podcast Do with what? the guy who owns a company called havoc sales because we're not your dad's sales company we we wreak havoc. Yeah, well, right? and, and they were and they were against advertising, so you know. Right. That. So there we go. I think against advertising. I think it's it fits. You need right to get a in. different music bed. Like a glove, like <gasps> a glove. So, anyways, thank you very much for coming on tonight. We uh, had a good time. Yeah, all off a couple balls anytime. of wine. Did a good job with that. Yeah, it's always it's always a good time, yeah. and it's always good wine. What and this we... new soundboard is the bomb. <sighs> I'm so glad. I'm gonna tag up so uh, Road. This is the Road. Caster Roadcaster Pro. Pro. And uh we another shout out to sweetwater.com. If you have any audio needs, any audio needs, buy them from sweetwater.com. I do not get paid for that. Um I am just telling you the best service I've probably ever had. I just this experience with this, literally three phone calls they called me to ask if I got it, to they ask a, they do a good job to, to ask if I needed anything else with it, to ask if it once I received it, if I had any questions on how to operate it. Did like, they send you candy? Um, they sent me candy. I got so they ended up sending it in two boxes on the microphone yeah. like three boxes and I got three bags of candy. Yeah. <laughs> with a funny little comment saying you're a smarty for buying this and they were smarties and you're a real fireball with fireball ca- dude just go in the extra mile but anyway sweetwater.com does a really great job with all the audio equipment i bought this uh this road uh roadcaster pro and so far so good i'm really kind of digging this whole thing and i mean i want to give them some applause Anyways, it's gonna get old. But don't, uh, hey, don't forget, to, don't forget you. to call your doctor. This <laughs> will not go down. I just wish everybody out there could see your face every time you hit a button. Oh, so mic. exciting! Oh my god, it's so much fun. Uh, anyways, everyone, have a good night, and we will be back next time. <laughs>